Well, hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, it's great to see you here tonight. Thanks so much for uh, coming out. Uh, so uh, Pastor Eric and I were talking earlier this morning and this afternoon and uh, just decided kind of last minute to change uh, tonight from a normal Wednesday uh, just to kind of a night of prayer and worship, uh, just to go after the Lord uh, in light of what's going on in our country, uh, in light of what's been happening over this past year, uh, to really just start tonight and uh, spend tonight seeking after the Lord. Uh, and as I was praying uh, this afternoon, I was just reminded of a, a scripture in Second Kings, and it's Elisha, and the Syrian army is coming to get him. And uh, they surround him and his servant is terrified. And he says, Elisha, what do we do? And Elisha says, hey, you don't need to be afraid because those who are with us are greater than those who are against us. Uh, and he prays for the Lord to open his eyes and the servant's eyes are opened. And he sees on the hill uh, angels and uh, a pillar of fire around Elisha and he, he finds peace. And so I just want to encourage you tonight, uh, if you're feeling surrounded by coronavirus or the events that are going on, uh, that those who are with you, he who is in you, is greater than those uh, in the world. Amen. And we have a reason to worship tonight. We have a reason to press in. And it's because our hope is in something greater than politics, than current events. It's in the ruling and reigning king of eternity. Yeah? All right, so let's worship. Father 
spend time in praise. God, would you remind us, God, of the power that we have in those things. God, we posture our hearts towards trusting you in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of chaos. God, we choose to worship you because you're worthy. You're still holy. You're still worthy of everything that we could give. God, 
God, we lift up these things that we're struggling with, these things that we've brought in to your house tonight, whether it's fear, anxiety, depression, bitterness, hopelessness. God, we choose to press into you. Would you continue to meet us? God, would you just spark revival in our hearts? As a church, as a nation, as a world. God, as individuals. To have hearts that beat for you. God, and embers and sparks that that are inside of us that, that have been stifled over time. God, would you begin to breathe life into those areas? God, so that fire would break out, a revivalist fire that's only that only can come from you. worship you. We praise you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are matchless in grace and mercy. There is no Steadfast, never failing, you are faithful. And all creation is in awe of who you are. You're the healer of the sick and the broken. And you are comfort for every heart that mourns. You're our King. And our Savior forever For eternity we will sing of all you've done For eternity we will sing of all you've done We sing God with us God for us Nothing can come against Stand between us, God with us, God for us, nothing can come against, no one can stand between us, oh, you're here with us, Lord, right here, right now, yeah. There is life, there is healing in your love. You're the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. For eternity, we will sing of all you've done. Because we sing, God with us, God for us, nothing can come against. Between us, God with us, 
truly believe that you are here with us right now, God. That you are moving here in this place, God. That you have a work that you are doing, God, in our hearts, God, individually. In this group of us, God, as the church. In this community, God. In this city. In this country, God. In this world. You are moving, God. You make all things new, God. You take things that are dead, you bring them to life again, God. Thank you for who you are, God. We love you. And where there is death, you bring life, Lord. And where there is fear, you bring courage. And when I am afraid, you are with me and you lift me up you lift me up where there is death you bring life lord and where there is fear you bring courage and when i am afraid you are with me and you lift me up, you lift me up, where there was death, where there was death, you brought life, Lord, and where there was fear, you brought courage, and when I was afraid, you were with me, and you lift me
there we go. Father, we thank you so much uh, for your son. And we think of Jesus as he came in on the triumphal entry where he declared if the rocks didn't, if we didn't cry out that the rocks would. And so tonight we, we celebrate you, Jesus, even in the midst of our circumstances and we declare that you're God and we shout your goodness. And Jesus, we look forward to your soon return. So God, we pray that as we spend time in your word and in prayer and in worship, that you would be glorified. We know that you hear our prayers and that we would be encouraged. So we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 2, we're going to take a look at Psalms chapter 2 and move into some time of prayer. Sobering images uh, today to see our nation's capital uh, get charged and broken in by a mob that is protesting and, and angry. And it caused me to think of Psalms 2. Right away, I started to reflect on this question that's asked in Psalms 2 verse 1. It says, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? And we live in a day and an age where the nations are raging, where our nation is, is raging. And the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. We also find the kings of the earth coming together to try to find a solution for the coronavirus. So you, you see the nations angry, you see the nations coming together and taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed ones. So there's a specific agenda of the nations that they're actually coming against the Lord. And more and more, we're seeing uh, hostility against Christ, and hostility against the things of God, not just here in America, but throughout the world. And that's the tone here in Psalms 2. It's one of anti-God. It's one of not wanting God in their lives, but also against God's anointed, against believers. In verse 3, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. So this is kind of an odd view for us with God, that God would be laughing at those that are coming against him. Robert and I were talking about this passage today, and he put it this way. I thought it was a good uh, illustration. If you have four kids under the age five, and they decide to have a revolt against mom and dad, aren't you going to find the humor in that a little bit? Aren't you going to laugh a little bit and go, really, are you serious? You toddlers are going to take over the Cartier household or the Smith household or the Johnson household? Here you have the nations of the world so elevated in pride in Psalms 2 that they think, well, we can take on God. We can dethrone God and God's just looking saying no way there's no way you're gonna take me off of my throne and we see a high view of, of God's throne he who sits in the heavens God is seated upon his throne these are discouraging times but may we lift our eyes a little bit higher this evening I wanted to take time to try to reflect on what's happening through the lens of scripture through the the lens of, of God's word and though we don't see what God is up to, we're able to look back on history and see through difficult times that God was working his plan of redemption. 
that he was getting his name out, that he was declaring who he is. What's happening in the spiritual realm that we don't see? How close are we to the second coming of Christ? And, and Jesus is wanting to wake up his church and draw unbelievers unto himself. But no doubt, church, God is on his throne. God is on his throne. His throne is not in the Capitol building. His throne is not in the White House. His throne is in the heavens, above all of the affairs of men. And he is working. He is sovereign. Goes on, verse 5. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. There is going to come a day where God's wrath is going to come upon a Christ-rejecting world. It's God's justice to bring this all to an end, and the book of Revelation describes that for us. And this is captured in this verse that God is going to bring his wrath, that he's going to bring his displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Now we see a prophecy of Jesus. God has set his king on the holy hill of Zion. In Jerusalem, Jesus Christ was set on Mount of Calvary, where he died for our sins. Verse 7, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. This is quoted in the book of Hebrews to elevate who Jesus is. Now, don't misunderstand, Jesus is God. He's the great I am, the same yesterday, today, and forever. When it speaks of Today I've begotten him. It's speaking of the birth of Christ, when Christ took on human flesh. The gospel being fulfilled where Jesus came to die for our sins. In the midst of raging nations, God brings us to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. God brings us to what he did for us in his birth, his life, and death, and, and resurrection. In verse 8, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So God's going to give to his son the nations. Saying, ask of me for the nations and I'll give them to you. This is going to be the rightful inheritance of Christ. We don't know the details of what God's up to, but we do know the overarching vision of God. And that's to bring people to himself. To bring them out of darkness, to introduce them to his love, to turn them from sin, to turn them from being lost, to come into salvation. As we pay attention and we look into people's eyes that don't know the Lord, we see the lost spiritual state that they're in. Overwhelmed with their sin, overwhelmed with fear and worry and anxiety. And God desires to bring them into a relationship with himself. And he desires to do that of all of the people groups of the world. We're missional because God is missional. God is the missional God where his agenda, his heartbeat is he wants to bring people unto himself. So this is our prayer. This is our prayer in, in the midst of this chaos. It hit me that I'm living, you're living through historical moments. You know those times when you talk with your grandparents and they describe historical moments to you? Don Stratton, he survived Pearl Harbor attack on the USS Arizona and he passed away just a little over a year ago and attended our church. And 
We were able to have some wonderful conversations with him as he described what he went through on December 7th, so many years ago. And now we're living through historical events. And as this is happening, God wants to bring people to himself. And I want you to be encouraged to pray in that direction. Pray in that direction that in our country, many people would come to know Christ as our savior. We have such hard hearts spiritually. We've turned so far from the Lord. We don't believe in God. We're largely atheists. We've adopted our own definition of sexuality and rejected God's truth on sexuality. We fight for the right to kill babies in the womb. We pass laws and legislation to to kill our elderly. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And the reality is there's a lot of spiritual darkness, but that means there's a lot of people that need to know Christ as their savior. Maybe at some point you were like, man, I really want to be a missionary. Well, guess what? You are. I am. We're not living in a Christian culture. We're not living in a Christian nation. We're not living in a time where our neighbors are reading the Bible or thinking about Christ or have heard or considered the gospel. And as we study here, international missions is important as well. And so as we pray for our country, we pray for Mexico, and we pray for Peru, and we pray for South Africa, and we pray for, for Russia and China. Wouldn't it be amazing that out of all of this chaos, there was a great awakening that took place? That's the heart of God. He wants the nations to be an inheritance to his son. That's why we're here, to, to proclaim the name of Christ. So we, we pray in that direction, but also take steps of faith in that direction. Now's the time to preach the gospel. You know, my heart was kind of broken today as I was watching the news, right as there's an angry mob taking the Capitol building. Someone's holding a big sign that says, Jesus saves. I'm like, no! That is not the way we proclaim the gospel. That is not the actions of Christ. And I'm not trying to make a political statement here. I'm just saying that doesn't line up with the way Jesus lived his life. We can't be kicking down walls and breaking windows and taking things from violence and then being like, Jesus saves. Yeah. Who wants to believe in that? Like, who's going to be like, sign me up. I realize I'm a sinner. I, I want that. But to really look at the life of Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to say, I want to live that life out. I want to proclaim that message. To have authentic conversations one-on-one -on -one with people of the power of the gospel. God wants the nation. So we pray in that direction and we share in that direction. In verse 9, you shall break with them a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Speaking of this judgment that's going to come, against those that have rejected Christ, against nations that are raging against God, God's just judgment. So now the psalmist gives us an exhortation in light of this, in light of angry nations and chaos. Now therefore be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. This would be God's message to all of our government officials, is this message right here, but it's also for us as well. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. 
We want to have a holy fear of God. When Jesus returns and judges the nations, it's going to be sobering. There's an aspect of God's judgment that causes us to stand in trembling before the holy God and thankful that Christ has died for our sins. Kiss the Son. So here's the emphasis on Jesus. Kiss the Son. Embrace Jesus lest he be angry with you. It's only Jesus that can spare us from God's judgment. And you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. As you're trusting the Lord tonight, are you trusting him? So we're going to move into a time of prayer. And I want to invite those at home online to, to press into this time of prayer as you're with the Lord. If you're worshiping with others, to take time to pray in your home together. If you're by yourself, get on your knees before the Lord. Also here in the sanctuary, if, if you're here with family, you're sitting next to family and, and you want to pray together, please do. If you're by yourself, take, take this moment to, to pray. But let's intercede on behalf of our country. Let, let's intercede on the behalf of our government. You know, I love our country. I'm thankful for our country. I don't know about you, right? Isn't it a wonderful country that we live in? Isn't it a blessing what we're getting to do tonight? To come and gather and the freedoms that, that we enjoy. And a lot of people have laid down their life for the, the freedom that, that we enjoy. And for us to press into the, the heart of God and go, Lord, what is it that you're desiring to do in America? What is it that you're desiring to, to do in the nations? And to pray specifically in, in that direction. So Billy's going to pl play and we're going to pray together and just right, right where you're at in your own heart, intercede before, before the Lord. So,
Let's pray for uh, specific government officials that the Lord brings to your heart on the local level, state level, on the federal level. specifically for the lost specific individuals that you know that don't know Christ family members, friends and lift them up to the Lord ask that God would be gracious to lift the blinders off their heart and their life on the behalf of a, of a country, a, a nation, a group of people that is on your heart tonight, that's outside of our borders, that's going through turmoil as well, and pray for their salvation. God tells us in 2 Chronicles that if we, his people, humble ourselves and repent and turn from our wicked way and pray that God will, will heal our land. So let's confess our sin as a people, a, a nation before the Lord. Let's own the sin. Father, you see the sin of us Americans, United States of America. But we do humble ourselves before you. We're not proud of our, our actions and our attitudes. And forgive us for rejecting you, for not believing in you, to not believe that you exist. Lord, for, forgive us for running so headstrong into sexual sin and rejecting the way that you've designed us and that you have created us. Lord, would you forgive us for all of the abortions that have taken place in our land and have continued to take place? God, would you forgive us of euthanasia and killing our elderly and us 
us deciding that life's no more worth living, pulling the plug. Forgive us for rejecting the gospel. We've, we've known the gospel. We've known that you've sent your son, but yet we've rejected Christ as a, as a nation. As things are on your heart, sin of our nation, would you confess it to the Lord? Would you ask for God's forgiveness? God, we pray you would be gracious to heal our land. God, would you heal marriages? Lord, would you heal our young people, our youth, and set them free from depression and discouragement? Lord, would you free us from drug addiction and alcohol addiction and, and anger? Lord Jesus, would you be elevated? Would you, would you be proclaimed? And may your truth be known. And as we know the truth, the truth will, will set us free. But we need you to to heal our land. God, would you heal our government? Or would you give us godly leaders? We're looking, where are the, the godly leaders? Lord, that would seek you and believe you and come under your covering and come under your umbrella. And we pray for that in the local level and the state level and throughout the whole nation. God, would you be gracious to, to heal our land? Lord, where we need healing tonight, would you, would you bring healing? Or would you set us free? You came to heal the brokenhearted. We ask for your supernatural touch, your supernatural working. Lord, where there's mental illness that doctors have not been able to make any headway, would you would you bring healing? Or where there's addiction that is stronger than ourselves, would, would you bring healing? Where there's, where there's broken marriages, I pray in Jesus' name that you would, would heal marriages inside of our church. Or where there's a, a hardness of heart, would you soften our hearts? Would you make us fertile soil? God, we want the work to start right here. We want the healing to start right here in our lives. As we sang, you're the God of the resurrection that brings life into death. So would you be gracious to, to bring healing to us for your glory, God. Would you stand with me and let's continue in worship. And You know, some might be asking, why would we be worshiping at a time like this? Because the battle is won and lost in worship. And a lot of times in the Old Testament, God would send the worship leaders out first. In the battle of Jericho, as they're walking around this stronghold, it was the worshipers that were out in front. And on that seventh day, when they walked around seven times, it was the priest that blew the shofar, this, this shout of victory. And victory comes in our lives as we worship the Lord. And maybe worship for you is something that you enjoy the music, you, you enjoy the vocals, but for whatever reason, you haven't participated in worship or it's been a little bit 
a while or you're distracted this evening and maybe even kind of willfully making this choice like, well, I'm not going to sing tonight. I'm not going to lift my voice to the Lord or I don't have a good voice. I don't, I don't sound good when I sing. You know, God never said, if you have got a beautiful voice, sing. He says, make a joyful noise. So God gave us a voice and, and let's use it. But there's victory that comes as God is glorified, as we get our attention off of ourselves, off of our circumstances. So as we continue in worship, let's not let the moment pass, but let's enter in and let's proclaim the goodness of the Lord. For those that are with us online, I I know it's tough. I I know it's difficult, but right where you're at is worship the Lord right now. Choose to sing with us. Let's lift our voices as the, the community of God. I dare you, sing loud enough for the person next to you to hear you, okay? Let's, let's let the worship team know that we're participating and enjoying the glory of God tonight. So, so let's sing together. Deeper in love 
can I respond to this love that you have lavished on me? How can I respond to this love that you have lavished on? of heaven I was kind of convicted personally you know it's a song that we sing pretty often but those words hold so much power and they carry so much power to open up our hearts to Jesus you know, on a daily basis, to live inside of his love, to be in 100% reliance of him every day is hard. I just feel like the Lord tonight is really calling us into deeper relationship with him. That these songs wouldn't just be lip service, but they would be the true posture of our hearts. That we're opening up our hearts to him to come and do whatever he wants to. To really give that sacrifice of praise. And that's a really difficult thing because a lot of times, sometimes what that means is looking inward at the mess that we have going on inside of us and letting the Lord work that's hard you know there are a lot of things that we harbor that we don't want to admit to a lot of sins a lot of burdens that we carry but I really feel like uh, tonight the Lord wants to bring freedom in, in those areas amen and I, uh, that when we truly open up our hearts to him you know that's when victory comes that's when freedom comes from fear from anxiety from whatever it is I feel like too often you know we think that our problems are too small for God or they're too hard and he can't handle them and so we try and figure it out on our own but I just want to take a second kind of pause here and just allow the Lord to work on our hearts 
And if there's something that you've been holding on to, something that's developed over this year, or whatever it may be, as hard as it is, to really lay it at the feet of Jesus, to really open up your hearts to allow the Lord to do a work tonight. I really feel the presence of the Lord is here. There's things that we want to do and we're just getting in our own way. So whatever that looks like for you, just encourage you to do that in this moment. If it's crying out to him, if it's praying, if it's kneeling, if it's sitting, if you need someone to talk to, just seek somebody out. you 
want to Whatever you want to With my hands held high In my heart open wide Come and do whatever you want to Whatever you want to With my hands held high In my heart open wide Come and do whatever you want to Whatever you want to, with my hands held high, in my heart open wide, come and do whatever you want to. Whatever you want to, with my hands held high, in my heart open wide, come and do whatever you want to. Whatever you want to. Open wide, come and do whatever you want to. So, Father, in this attitude of surrender that we've just sung, we pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, just acknowledge that you're our dad right now. Thank you for being our dad. Our beautiful, perfect, loving Father. Hallowed be your name. There's none like you. You're the Alpha, you're the Omega, you're the beginning, you're the end. You're Emmanuel, God with us. You're set apart, you're holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done. With, with open hands and open hearts, we pray for your will. We surrender our will afresh to you. We sing the words, we mean it, do what you want to. We put everything in your hands, God.
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray for your will on earth. Lord, your desire to see people saved. Lord, we pray for your will in our country, in our government, in our churches, in our schools, your, your plan, your will, God. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know our needs today. Lord, we're desperate for you personally. We're desperate for you as a country. Our world is desperate for you. Would, would you please give to us our, our daily bread? Would you meet our needs? And forgive us our debts. Lord, forgive us our, our sin. We acknowledge our sin before you. And we forgive our debtors. We choose right now in Jesus' name to forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We, we know the enemy is active right now. And Father, would you protect us from the enemy, from his lies and his deception? Would you protect our country from the work of the enemy? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So let's wait upon the Holy Spirit and listen to what he's speaking to you personally tonight. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so we are in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. We're going to celebrate communion tonight. The elements are prepared here. And as you come, remember that God loves you with perfect love. And because he loves you with perfect love, we don't have to fear in the day of judgment. If he's taking care of salvation, he can take care of every situation. And if the events of today have caused fear in your hearts, allow the Lord to deliver you from that fear. Allow the Lord to meet with you in a personal way at the, the communion table. Also, we have a ministry team and pastors that are going to be available here in the front. And we'd love to pray with you and pray for you if, you're, if your heart is gripped with fear, that God would set you free from fear. And maybe the events in our world are maybe very personal events in your life, but allowing God to, to bring us out of that place of fear. We're, we're his children. We're no longer uh, slaves to fear. Also, if you need prayer, at home online, please let us know in the chats and in the comments. I encourage you at home also to get the elements, get bread and juice and celebrate a communion together. So let's come and enjoy 
the table and also take advantage of receiving prayer uh, tonight.
so we're just going to end tonight just celebrating the fact that the Lord's still on the throne that we have victory in, in Jesus so whenever you get done uh, taking communion just invite you to stand to rejoice and God is worthy of our worship worthy of our praise in spite of what's going on and the circumstances around us we can still rejoice and find peace and joy in his promises and who he says he is Conquered the grave. He is David's. Re- 
so much uh, for being here tonight I just how sweet it is to know uh, that no matter what comes we serve a God who's ruling and he's reigning and he's worthy Amen. and that Christ in us is the hope of glory that no matter what comes we can turn to him and he meets us yeah Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week pray that you would just focus on that no matter what comes, that we serve a worthy God. God bless you guys, and I will see you back here this weekend.